Hi friends, I'm Katie. I'm Casey. And this is Infertility Infertility Out Loud. first episode i'm so excited to finally be here and doing this we've been talking about this for a while a long time like months uh yeah close to yeah well hi i'm katie i'm casey and welcome to infertility out loud this episode is just going to be kind of you know not what you're what to expect but we're just going to be jumping right on in because this is a really important subject that we want to bring some light to and awareness and awareness and just you know not no actually yeah normalizing it to a point to where you know people under under realize (laughs) under realize realize and understand that it's okay to talk about infertility and what people go through and you know that it's okay to not be okay and so with this podcast our biggest goal is to you know let you guys know it's okay and that you're not alone and to talk about the good the bad and the ugly sides of it absolutely so on this first episode we really want to talk about the statistics of one in six and you actually just shared a meme on facebook that really hit home so it says one in six couples struggle to conceive um it's your friend it's your sister it's your aunt it's closer than you think and that really hit both of us i would say oh yeah absolutely because we are both one in six um i am a sister i am an aunt and i am a friend um and katie is two (laughs) all those things to me so um guys don't be afraid i think there's a lot of people who are scared to admit that this is what they have because i was one of those people i thought oh well it's just gonna happen when it's gonna happen and it hasn't um i was diagnosed with unexplained infertility in august of last year no you were actually just talking to me about something that i really want to circle back on too before we started recording you were talking about how your primary infertility and i'm secondary infertility yep what's the difference in that so primary infertility is um somebody who has never had a child i have never been able to conceive i've never had you know, miscarriage. I've never been able to get pregnant where Katie has had a child um, and is, you know, working on having her second and has been struggling with that. Yeah. yeah. And, you know, like we said, we're here to normalize and, you know, talk about the sensitive type things. So I have been struggling with infertility since me and my husband got married, which will be five years in this coming May. And I've been struggling for nine years in October. See, when you put numbers out like that, it puts things into a huge, extremely real outline for others to kind of see and be kind of sit back and go like, wow, okay. So people are struggling like really hard with this. And I think that it's so important that people understand that even though there are others out there who like us are struggling, to conceive it's still okay to be able to be like yeah 
I'm happy for you that you're getting pregnant. But I'm sad for myself. But I'm also sad for myself. And it's okay to feel both of those emotions in the same breath. Absolutely. Another thing that I know we both have experienced and struggled with too is the question of when are you having your, your baby? Yeah, that's a sensitive question that I was probably very naive and ignorant when I asked people. And for somebody who tried to get pregnant pretty much on their wedding night. Same. Um, <laughs> that is a question I'll never, ever ask anybody again. And I don't fault anybody right away for asking that because a lot of people don't mean it ill-willed. We take it so sensitive because mm-hmm. we're sensitive to the topic. Yeah. Um, so I really try not to hold it against them, but I do try to bring awareness that it's not okay to ask. Which but is, with, without so Without it being rude and without it being mean, like I don't want you to ever feel like you can't ask me a question, but then you, you get the answer that you get. Yeah, yeah, 100% no bar, sis. It's, yes. it's, you're going to get what you get from me. So with that statistics of one in six, I think that brings a little bit more reality to smacking somebody in the face of like, oh shit, there might be somebody in my family who's struggling with this and not even know because that person might not feel like it's okay to talk about. Absolutely. So that is what this podcast is for, is for those people and others who are trying to inform themselves more about infertility so that they can be more supportive maybe for those that they know that are going through it as well. And I think that's what this podcast is really going to be is for just raising awareness and creating a comfortable environment for those who are struggling like we we're here guys we understand we're going through it with you and just because we say we're struggling doesn't mean that we're sitting on our floor crying every single day doesn't mean that we're not boss babes that pick ourselves up and go on about our day we're sitting here in our gym clothes right now what it is like (laughs) it's a life that we live and it's not something we chose and i'm sorry if you are a part of this club because this is not a club that i would want anybody to be a part of no but um, if you are in our club welcome we and we love to have you (laughs) we're here for you and that's another thing too is just because you are for lack of better terms dealing with this that doesn't mean that the world stops. No. It does not mean that Your it life stops. never stops. It never stops. And, it, and to quote Meredith Gray, the wheel never stops turning. Were you just waiting to put a good I was. <laughs> I absolutely was. <laughs> Tell me it's not fair. That's a really good one. Uh, yeah. It, no, that was good. The wheel never stops turning. It's true. <laughs> it's so true. But of course, it's a Grey's Anatomy quote. Whatever. <laughs> Well, and you know, the other thing too is that a lot of people don't understand that you were just saying it earlier too. There's still so much that's not known about the infertility process and what happens, what people are still, doctors are still trying to figure out how to help those around, you know, what people can do for themselves. I mean, shit, you're a walking story. Yeah. So, um, I went through um a major life change about two years ago i've lost 180 pounds Um, my husband and i both went through this change together because we knew if we ever had to go through fertility treatments um that was going to be the first thing we went to multiple doctor's appointments um the first thing they had said to us is you have to lose weight so we made a change together where we um i've lost 180 pounds he's lost 110 ish pounds um together 
um, over the last two years um, with our goal of if we ever have to do IVF, um, we would be a candidate because at our, uh, at our heaviest, we were not a candidate. Hmm. Um, and I never wanted to put myself in the position. I had made a lot of changes everywhere else in my life, and that was the last thing that never changed in the last seven years, I guess you could say, before we started losing weight. And yeah, it didn't matter. So, you know, when we actually started fertility treatments in April. Of this year? Yes. Okay. April. We did testing in August when I got diagnosed with unexplained infertility um, with my OB. And then they referred me to a reproductive endocrinologist, which is the Firm Clinic. Shout out to Daytona Firm Clinic. <laughs> so they were great and they, you know, sat us down, told us everything. And I was like, guns blazing. I was like, let's not tell me I have to lose weight because I've already lost 180 pounds. I don't want to hear it. So <laughs> um, let's move forward. Which I so. just, can we just touch on that for just a second? I am so fucking proud of you. Thank you. And how far you have come, not only in just your weight loss journey, but how it has also shaped you as a person as well. Like, you are a totally different person than from when me and you first started hanging out. Thank you. And, like, we, I mean, you and I both know how our relationship started. And, it like, we were both like, do I like you? So, <laughs> Kate, my best friend is Katie's sister-in-law, and she likes to call her her best friend. But it's my best friend. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. It's both of our best friends. And, you know, we went through... <laughs> Our things where it wasn't that we didn't like each other because it was our best friend. No, but, but we kept each other at arm's length. Definitely. We were very much no like... No new friends. I don't, I, don't, I don't know you. No new friends. No new friends. I can't, yeah. I can't take Jenna that If Jenna doesn't like there. you, I don't like you. Yes. If Jenna likes you, I like you. Okay, yeah. <laughs> um, I remember. I remember that very clearly. Um, but and now but then look we, at us. Yeah, we've bonded and come, you know, full circle. And you know what we bonded most over? Infertility. Yeah. And that's what like was because a we could relate to it. Absolutely, we could relate. We had to somebody something. that we could talk to. Mm-hmm. So and now everyone who's listening has somebody that they can talk to too. You're our sis too. Yes, we got you. Sis. We will be friends. We are here for you. <laughs> <laughs> so and that was another thing that I thought was really cool when you came to me with the idea of like, hey, I really want to start a podcast on this, and I was like, oh. This could be cool, but how can we make it us? And you were like, everyone who listens is our friend. Yeah. And I was like, done. That's that's our entire premise. Both is- Katie and I don't have anybody we meet is our friend immediately. Absolutely. Um, you know, we both have customer service backgrounds in our job and we know how to make people feel important and welcomed and that is more mainly thing that we want everybody to feel is welcomed. You have a voice, your your comments, concerns. Um, you know, we either feel it or we felt it mm-hmm. or we're here to feel it. Yes. We're here with you guys. To, Nobody to is it. alone. No one is alone and your story deserves to be heard. And that's what we're here to do. So like that's Casey's story, which again, I'm so proud of you and I love you Thank so much. You. And then on my side, you know, you have the doctor side. Mm-hmm. I do not. I have just been... Hey, we're not using any fertility. We're not using any protection, baby. Whatever happens, happens. And five years later, ain't nothing happened yet. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So, and we have actually, me and my husband, we've talked a couple times about, you know, maybe it's time for us to go and see a doctor. And another thing about me and Casey is that while we're best friends, we are also polar opposites. Hundred (laughs) percent. Hundred percent. We're team pink. Just about to say, where you like pink, I like black. I like black too, but 
It's my pink, wardrobe. Pink and black. I have and cheetah. I have <laughs> and glitter. Anything glitter? No, absolutely not. Everything. I glitter. am winter black, spring black, summer black. It's not a thing. Fall black is a black. And it's my color wheel. Whatever. Okay. I have different shades of black for every single season. And where Casey likes glitter, I like true crime and murder. <laughs> I mean, I like those things too. <laughs> Where you like Grey's Anatomy? I love Grey's Anatomy. I'm basically a surgeon. <laughs> I like Sabrina, uh, the Teenage Witch. Stop! I love Sabrina, the Teenage Witch. That was I can't such a good show. Believe that you didn't think I'd like that. I, I'm, I'm older really, than you. You are older than me. Hush. Bottom line, guys, we just want to um, come onto this platform and bring a little bit of spice to this uh, whole subject. So spicy. So spicy. Uh, spicy over there with your hot sauce on everything. <laughs> we do put hot sauce on everything. Um, but we wanted to bring our own little spice and pizzazz to this platform and be able to show anyone out there who listens to us and, you know, wants to give us a shot that, you know, hey, you are not alone. If you are I'll talk to this, anybody who will listen. If you know someone who... I will talk to a tree. What are you talking about? I'll talk to a wall. <laughs> Uh, if you know anyone who is experiencing this type of unfortunate club, thing, yeah, club for lack of better terms, send them our way. Like we're we're here. We have an email address that you guys can send in all of your thoughts to and stuff. We're gonna have a couple different social media platforms for Definitely. you as well. Uh, we'll have a it, TikTok of us like not knowing how to dance and showing you. Yes, in our gym clothes <laughs> because life doesn't stop. No, here we are. The wheel never stops turning. <laughs> Oh my god, I can see that turning into a thing. It's the a thing. Wheel. It's the happened. Wheel never stops turning. That's our motto. Oh, <laughs> great. <laughs> but yeah, so again, we're just we're here for everyone. We are essentially your personal cheerleaders. Um, and to let you know that you're not alone. So never ever. No. Now I wanna circle back onto the one and six. We also looked up the other statistic, which was one and eight. Now, the one in six are those who struggle to conceive. Correct. And the one in eight was the one. And the one in eight statistic is those who trouble getting pregnant, period. So you have those who can get pregnant, but then not keep the, the child. And that's a whole different statistic, which is the that's one in eight. That's a heartbreak I hope to never, ever endure. Never. You know, my mom had three miscarriages before my she had me. My mom had two after my sister and I. And that's such a common she thing. She tried to have four children. And after my sister, she had two. And she was done because she couldn't take the heartbreak anymore. Oh, my gosh. I don't think... I think that might be worse. I'm going to be honest. Like, yes, it's heartbreaking that I can't get pregnant, but I um, might actually melt into the ground if that happens to me. And so those mamas out there that have had to go through that, more power to you because... Absolutely. No, there's no absolute way I could do that. I mean, it's hard enough getting the positive on the stick, Mm -hmm. but to keep that is another battle in itself, and that is... There's just some strong mamas out there. Absolutely. Now, with that one in eight statistic, we also discovered a astonishing fact as well that there are about six point seven million people each year insane who, uh, who have trouble conceiving. Period, which is mm. astounding. Me, I'm one point six. What did you say? Six point seven. I'm one of those. <laughs> I'm one of those. That's me too. Mm-hmm. And it's Ow. that is just a wild concept. And I think that kind of 
I mean, we've been dealing with it, but for us to know that large of a number is also dealing with it, I think kind of like comfort in numbers. Comfort in numbers. I don't know. And it's it, not a number comfortable. I don't want to be, be comfortable with that number, though. I don't want to be in that comfort club. But, and I'm sure everyone who's listening to this is probably nodding their has, head like, yeah, we don't want to be a part of that either. But um, we are, we deal with the hand of cards we are dealt. 100%. And you make the best out of that, no matter what that best situation is. Knowing and, those two lines don't define you. Oh my God, hit me in the heart. Mm-hmm. 100%. So this is just our first episode, so you guys kind of get an idea of what to be expecting from us. <laughs> a little bit of a shit show. <laughs> <laughs> but that's fine. Because, I'm just kidding. Well, you know what? No, don't kid, because it's serious. It's a fucking shit show out here. Mm-hmm. I mean, life is a fucking shit show. What you do with it is what matters. And what we are trying to do with ours is show you guys that you're not alone. So that's what we're here for. We wanted to let, just come on here and let you guys know that we love you. So with that... I've let- got um, a couple quotes that I actually um, have sent my nurse practitioner. Ooh! Infertility isn't caused by not being positive enough. That was one that I sent her. Ah, uh, that's a good one. Because we're both positive as fuck yeah. people. And yet here we are not getting a positive on a stick. And then truth about infertility. I'm tired of not doing everything right and getting never getting a positive test. I'm tired of pretending like I'm okay when I see another pregnancy announcement. I think Katie and I both can agree that pregnancy announcements probably set us off the most. Um, I don't know about you, but I... I tear up. Oh, I, it's a heart. It's like heart wrenching. I, I tear up. And you want to know what my newsfeed is filled filled off right now? Little little baby announcements. People, and you know what else is coming? It's always the holidays. It's you know what's coming is October. And oh, the oh, cutest oh, pumpkin in the patch! It's coming. It's coming. we're adding a pumpkin in the patch. Yeah, and it's just people who are painting their bellies orange. Yeah, and but you know what? I'm gonna be that girl that does that too. Yes, and it's not Someday. to say that we aren't... Maybe. And it's not to say that we're not happy for those people. We're just unhappy that it's not us. Here's one that really hit one. I'm tired of planning everything around fertility treatments. <gasps> so oh. um, a little backstory. I know we kind of talked about it, but I have done started um, fertility treatments in April. Um, Easter weekend, I did my first IUI and it failed. Memorial Day weekend, I did my second IUI and unfortunately it failed. In a timeout, what is IUI? Um, interuterine insemination. So Um, that's where they literally like shoot the sperm up in you? (laughs) For lack of better terms, Katie, yes. (laughs) Katie's not professional, I'm sorry. I'm not. Um, but yes, so they take, they put you on, um, ovulating stimulation medication and then um, they give you what's called a trigger shot um, for those who are already in the IVF or the fertility realm um, know what I'm talking about but then the day of your insemination they um, take your husband or partners or whomever sperm whatever just sperm just sperm. Be sperm. doesn't the, matter who the noodles they take um, the noodles and they clean out and get rid of all of the bad sperm and then they put the good ones inside you in hopes to put it where it needs to be at the right time so how do they know if it's good sperm or not it's underneath an embryologist is underneath a microscope and they can see if it's like a um 
misshapen or abnormal sperm and they take those guys so out. they're literally looking for the strongest swimmers absolutely okay so okay um and each time has been a little bit different um and it goes off your body and you know when your doctor or nurse practitioner decides like you should be ovulating like you do the trigger shot and goes off your follicles yada 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 we'll get into that on another episode is determined and it's it's a time sensitive thing so and that's like a super frustrating thing i'm most of us have a full-time job and i um have a full-time job and i'm a manager and i had to on three of major holidays had to two of them go up to jacksonville um and i work retail so anybody who knows that you know, thank God I have the best bosses in the world who were super understanding and told me that that was the most important thing. Um, having to pull myself away from a job where, you know, I'm a manager and, but I had to, to do it. It was, it, it's frustrating. <laughs> it's, 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 it's frustrating, frustrating that I have to do that. But, you know, one thing I also have is, you know, one thing about me is I'm gonna find a way. I don't know how, I don't know where, but Not I'm gonna, gonna find a way. Not gonna quit. Um, even though sometimes I want to. But, you know, so I'm tired of getting my hopes up every month, questioning every single symptom, because I don't know why Mother Nature thought it would be okay to make pregnancy and period symptoms the same. It's fine. Just saying. I'm just a little mad about it. just saying. It's like the worst. And I'm also, the other one I saw was, I'm tired of having to decide if I should try another fertility treatment because we won't have a baby without one. Um, So that's kind of the spot that I'm in and has really, like, drived us well me I guess to really push you to make sure we got this going is because unfortunately with my third one my nurse practitioner and I talked about this last fertility treatment with the IUI is my original plan was three to five cycles of IUI and then we would have to possibly move to IVF so I kind of talked to her about the reality of it because you know financially it was $1,100 every single time we did that's a lot Every single time. That's a lot. Um, And that's, you know, 250 for two ultrasounds. So that's 500, 540 for the insemination plus the medication. So that was three rounds. And I kind of said to her, at what point are we just kind of doing this? You know, the definition of insanity is doing the same thing over and over again and hoping for the same result. Um, And so she gave me her advice you know I'm more than welcome to do it again if I wanted to but you know at what point am I just throwing money into the fire (laughs) you know and and you know like having to go and IVF if everybody doesn't know the cost of IVF when I talked to her was at my fertility clinic was uh 15 to 20 thousand dollars and I about fell out of my chair because I ain't got that kind of money Uh uh-uh no so down payment on a house yep more than almost what my car is Um, oh my god so you know it's that's that's the the side that's one of the ugly sides of it is i have to pay twenty thousand dollars to have a child um and other people can have it for free so yeah there's a lot of resentment in that and not at anybody in particular but it i guess my but those are feelings that you are valid in feeling 100 percent because it circles back to seeing all the pregnancy announcement. It's like, oh, what'd you have to do? You didn't have to do half the shit that I'm having to do. Mm-hmm. And here I am still without a baby. And why is it so easy for other people? And, yes. you know, I have to just trust that there's a higher plan. Um, because if I don't, uh, I'll go insane. Because yeah. I tend to lean on um, science. And when science is failing, um, 
and I don't have reasons and I don't have an answer, it's super defeating. Like I am a person of I can pretty much rationalize anything in my head. I can understand. I can I can know okay, this is why, you know, so for before, like for me, like when I needed to lose weight, like I kind of in my head, I rationalize, okay, well, I need to lose weight. That's the only thing that hasn't changed. Only thing that I haven't done differently. And then I did and it still didn't happen. Um, so, you know, now I don't have a reason why and it's hard to rely on that. Well, um, and it's hard to when you get diagnosed with something so broad as well as, vague. yeah, and super vague as unexplained infertility. Like what, do tell what does that actually mean like you got to give me more than that and instead you're just out here trying to find all the different solutions that you possibly can and trying all the different things i mean shit we're we're one step away from sticking our our foot in the bucket while holding an antenna and praying to almighty universe Mm -hmm. you know hey give me something here and it's i think one of the most frustrating things to feel when you know you're doing everything in your power and you're not getting results that and like people telling you you just got to believe you just have you to you got to stay positive you got to stay positive you have to just know like it's going to happen but the reality is is it may not happen no and like you have to face that truth and that reality and it's not something you want to face like i like solely believe that i was put on this place to be a mom um you would you're you're going to be an amazing mom you know i i hope so you know but i have to believe that it may not happen sometimes and i have to accept that and that's not something i want to accept but it's it's a real thing it's a possibility it's It's a a, you know but you know another one i saw was your journey matters your story matters your struggle matters your boundaries matter your feelings matter and your losses matter um and that one kind of stuck out to me because katie and i talk a lot about boundaries and i think for the first time in probably a year we both have really worked on setting boundaries with people um And nobody talks about how hard it is to set boundaries with people who you already have such a staple relationship with as 100%. well. And then you have to go to them and be like, hey, this behavior is not okay for me. Well, and it's not even behavior. It's you almost have to coach people around you. Yeah. Um, you have to get them to understand that, like, they need to understand what infertility is. And they have to understand that there are some days that 100% I could talk about it all day long till the cows come home. And then there's some days that I don't I don't need your guidance. I don't need your 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 empty toxic words. positivity. I don't, I don't toxic positivity. I don't need that. I don't need I can do that myself. Um but you know, really, I think we practice on each other a lot too. Yeah. As far as like, okay, what you're saying right now, I don't need that right now. I Absolutely. really don't need that. And us both being like, you want you know what? You're right. I'm sorry for that. Mm-hmm. Let me know if you do need anything because you know I'm right here for you. I'm going through it with you, kind yep. of thing. So it's hard, but that doesn't mean friends, it's impossible. And we both have friends, you know, that are like, we don't know what to say. <laughs> and it, yeah. it's okay. Like, it's okay. Like, but it's okay not to know what to say. Just know that, you know, when we want to talk about it, just listen. Yeah. That's the only thing I can say is when we want to open up, when we want to be mad happy or sad about it you know I have another best friend that's unfortunately going through it she's been trying to get pregnant for four years as well and 
it sucks because I know exactly what stage she's at. You know, I know I know what stage Katie was at when Katie started because I had already been in it for four years, yeah. you know. Yeah. And, um, you, you know, know, I know the, the first person I came to with it, too. Yeah. Because I didn't know what to do. And I was going crazy in my own mind. I didn't. Yeah. I was freaking out. And the first thing I thought was I need to talk to Casey. Yeah. And while it sucks to know that I could come to you with it. I'm also so fucking grateful for it because it has also helped our friendship absolutely so much being able to lean on each other and just being like when you texted me telling me about this most recent incident and how it how it had failed and stuff and I was like mm, I was mad at this one. I know this I one know. I was mad at well and I was mad at the first one because I'm pretty sure I had called you the few drinks and that said I had a, a what did I say a womb, empty womb. <laughs> okay, so you're gonna expose yourself. I'm exposing you like completely. Okay, maybe not completely. <laughs> My family's gonna listen to this. <laughs> you called. You didn't call me. You Facetimed me while I was already in bed, like the good grandma I am. <laughs> At nine o'clock. Yikes. Which is like never ever seen before. Is me. In it bed was not nine o'clock. It was at least ten. I'm leaning towards like 945. No, I did not get you that. You FaceTime me and I'm in bed in my big baggy t shirt and I'm like, hello. And you're like, Katie, my womb is empty. It is. <laughs> That's not untrue. <laughs> and I lost my mind. And instead of crying about it, hi. Um, instead of crying about it, we laughed about it. Yep. And we were like, we this still is, do. This, absolutely. Times three. <laughs> We're at 3,000, baby. Right. But I Most think that's expensive also... expensive child, and I'm going to hold it over your head for the rest of your life. I just want you to know. Um, yeah, absolutely. 100%. But Especially I think it's one. I think that's really important, though, that you were able to know that you can call me and be, one, vulnerable, and two, know that we can laugh about it. Mm-hmm. Because this isn't the end. We're just going to push through. It's just a road bump, and we're going to get through it. Yeah, and sometimes guys like... And Katie, I'm sure you feel the same. Like, I... I'm, I never try to be negative, but sometimes, like, you have to laugh through the negativity. And oh, so, like, to. I make, like, negative things, like an empty room, um, but that's so I don't cry. <laughs> yeah. You know, like, well, I mean, and you've got to fill that things. void somehow. Right. Like, you, you have to, you have to find the humor in, in the situation sometimes in order dark humor yeah i guess it's like a dark humor when i was yeah. i was a cna and i was a nurse and we would have people who were coding and like i can remember this one time where a patient was coding and we have to protect ourselves however we need to do that mm-hmm. and if we were not making fun of the patient but maybe the situation i don't really remember the whole story but i remember like we were laughing and somebody got so offended when we were laughing and it was because we were so like heartbroken at the situation that we had to try to make ourselves laugh and everyone's like, coping kind of mechanism is completely different absolutely so being able to find your tribe as well mm-hmm. who understands that Ooh, you're I coping- like that you guys are our tribe yes 100 percent. being able to find that tribe and realize like okay i'm in a safe place i can be myself i can handle this situation how i i deem fit and know that at the end of the day, those people are still going to be there for me. And everyone who's listening right now, that is 100% the case. However it is that you deal with this, know that it is okay. You are, it is valid and you're not alone. 100%. It's okay to be sad one day and the boss babe that you are the next day. It's okay. 
my biggest thing and i think my like my personal motto that i have held dear to myself these past couple months with me like going back to the gym and getting my health back under control and stuff like that knowing like okay if i want to if i want to change i need to be the change Mm -hmm. the biggest motto that i have held on to is progress is not linear nope you it is okay to be down one day and up the next there's nothing wrong with that there's nothing wrong with you for feeling that way it that's how you process things and that's how you move forward and the fact that you're still willing to get up and do the damn thing is progress in itself i can remember um what was it a week ago when my last one just failed and that day i was so upset because like i told katie and all of my friends and family like my eggs were literally all in this one basket (laughs) until i have to go to ivf um and i remember like unfortunately i'm one of those people that wear their emotions on their face so everybody knew something was wrong and one of my boss who probably knows me better than i'd like to admit (laughs) um he knew immediately what was going on um and he was like hey you good and i was like nope but i will be um and i had a couple managers at my store ask me the same thing are you good and i said nope but i will be um and you know she asked one of my other my main boss had asked me what was going on and i broke down in tears told her i wasn't really ready to talk about it um and in fact i guess i was because i kind of told her (laughs) everything going on um and then um (laughs) you know that day I was not okay I think everybody could see it and then the next day I'm not saying that I was okay but you know I had processed it I went through it so you went and lifted heavy shit that day I I did I threw some stuff down (laughs) because I couldn't go to the gym for two weeks and that's another thing too while we sit here and say it's okay to cope cope healthy do it in a healthy manner go go to the gym go for a walk go listen to a podcast hey yeah don't do drugs don't 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 do drugs. Don't <laughs> don't do that. You can have a drink though. It happens. Yeah, absolutely. Go have a drink with your and friends. Then call your best friend. And tell her your womb's empty. Uh, <laughs> hey. <laughs> it, it's okay. Just make sure that you guys, first and foremost, at the end of the day, are taking care of you. And however it is that you're doing that is mm-hmm. the most important thing. So I mean, how can you expect to have a healthy mind for a healthy situation like this if you don't take care of yourself? Yep you got to take care of yourself. Prioritize yourself in, in all fashions, all manners. And I think that's that's one of the biggest things right there, too, is keeping, not to do the, the toxic positivity, but keeping that mindset of, like, it's going to happen. It's going to happen no matter what. Like, And you know me. Mm-hmm. You can attest to me very much so as being in the spiritual way. For sure. As far as, like, I'm very much a witch. I believe in crystals and tarot cards and stuff like that. And the universe has already picked out what's going to happen for us they just unfortunately didn't give us a guide as to how that's going to happen or when or when it's going to happen we don't have a timeline so each day is a new day to be able to get up and tell yourself okay i'm going to get pregnant today it's going to happen today i'm going to do what's necessary for me to make this happen for me and just don't don't give up don't give up just don't do that find a friend find your therapist too god therapy i will advocate for therapy so much Mm -hmm. finding somebody that you can talk to and be your most vulnerable self is such a huge and important thing find that person hey write a book do something do it in a positive manner but bottom line guys just take care of you and know that we're here for you and we support you and you're not alone you're not alone nope but i think 
that's going to be our first episode. Absolutely. Yay. So Looking stay us. tuned. We've got a lot of cool stuff that we have sat and brainstormed for you guys for this platform. And we're really excited to like. And also open to ideas if anybody wants to Absolutely. talk about it. Or is there a topic that you want us to talk about? And you can send in all of your stories your topic suggestions that you would like to hear from us or anything at all. Um, if you feel like you don't have somebody that you can talk to about this, sis, we We're are your girls. Here. We are here for you. And you can email us at infertilityoutloud23 at gmail.com. That is infertilityoutloud, the numbers two, three at gmail.com. And we will get to you as soon as possible and make sure that you realize that once again, you are not alone. You have a whole tribe behind you. So with that being said, I think we're going to loose out on this one. Yes, ma'am. We love you guys so much. And thank you for, for giving listening. us a shot and listening. Thank you for listening. Yeah. And stick with us because we promise it's going to get good. Yeah, but until girl. then, we'll talk to you later. Thanks for listening to Infertility Out Loud. Out loud. Goodbye.